This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We're going to speak with Lee Markham. He's the CEO of Jack's Donuts. Who's your company? We're going to talk about startup businesses here in Indiana. You know, we hear that all the time, creating an economic climate to create jobs and, and promote Hoosiers. And, well, Lee's part of a group that has done that. Lee, how's it going? Thanks for having me, Rob. Glad to be here with you today. All right. So tell us about Jack's Donuts. So who's your company, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Give us a, how did you guys come up with it? What you say, we're going to start a donut company. Well, it was actually founded in 1961 by my grandfather. I'm actually Jack the Third. Oh, I just go third. by Lee. So yeah. you have huge pressure. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> So, but uh, it was started by my grandfather in 1961 out in Newcastle. He'd he'd made donuts all through high school and uh, decided he wanted to open his own. So he found a spot in Newcastle, decided he wanted to start doing it. And from 1961 to 1977, he made donuts every day and and had the business and uh, built a really successful business for his family. He had six kids. And my dad, Jack II, was one of six kids who in 1977 
decided to buy it off of him. So my dad. So he had to, he had to buy the company from his yeah, dad. Yeah, you have to buy. And, and company's a big word. It's business. I mean, yeah. small, small business. And um, and then uh, he had it from '77 to 2007. And then in 2007, I uh, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I graduated from high school in 2000. And Are you a Newcastle um, guy? Yeah, Newcastle. Graduated from Newcastle in 2000. Um. I went to school to study computer science, um, which is sounds so, very difficult. Well, it sounds so funny because I mean I can't even install spyware. <laughs> like I got a new Ma- I got a new MacBook the other day, and my wife had to set it up for me. I knew how to do nothing. I couldn't even figure out the Bluetooth for my uh, for my number keypad. How to get that to connect to my to my laptop? So she did that for me. So it, it's ironic because you know you hear computer. I just I was looking for something that you can make good money and there's a high demand for. So I looked at computer science and uh, realized that wasn't for me. And like, and I'd worked in the business all through high school. And about 2002, my dad was going through a really nasty divorce with his second wife. Second wife. Yeah. So he learned his lesson from the first one. Yes. Yes. So, but um, so he called me. He was um, wanting to get the business up for sale. He was done with it, and I had wanted no part of it. Like I worked there all through high school, and I realized this wasn't for me. You didn't he, like it? Didn't no, no, didn't. And he never put any pressure on me to ever. He was like, Lee, you can do your own thing. You can do whatever you want to do. But in 2002, he was going through a really nasty divorce, and I had dropped out of school. And um, he was like, I need somebody to help me get it ready for sale. I need somebody I can trust. Can you come in and you know work for me while I get things ready to go? And I said, sure. You know, No problem. So I kind of put my life on hold and uh, worked there. And about two years went by, and it still hadn't sold. And I remember Sunday night in 2004, he called me, and he said, hey, I've got a guy who wants to do it he's got the cash like he doesn't even need to get a loan to do it so we should probably have this wrapped up in about a month six weeks at the most he's like i just want to give you a heads up so you could kind of start planning whatever you wanted to right. do and he's like because i assume you didn't want to work for this guy and i don't know what it was about that moment but something totally changed like it was a complete 180 like i remember the moment he called i remember where i was standing i remember what i was wearing and um <laughs> It was a complete 180 where it's like I felt like somebody punched me in the gut, like, and it felt like something somebody was on my shoulder saying, "No, Lee, this is, this is you. You need to stand up." Is and this because you were losing the family business? I don't know what it was. It was part of that because it was that dad shop was always there. Where if you ever, uh, if you ever drank too much Saturday night and you needed to sober <laughs> up somewhere morning, you knew there was a hot cup of coffee and a big chocolate ice roll waiting on you to help you get the day going Sunday morning. So that's kind of where. Um, Knowing that was going away really bothered me. So I called him like 10 minutes later and I said, hey, I said, I might be interested. And he was like, really? And he didn't like, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. He was like, well, take all the time you need and think about it. He was like, I can keep this guy on hold for a couple of weeks. So I was like, all right, cool. So really, I'd say that night I went home. Um, my girlfriend at the time was now my wife. She stuck she, with you. Yeah, she stuck with me. She was staying at my place and... Uh, Went home, and we set up and talked about it all night. And uh, it was crazy because I called him the next morning. I was like, I don't need to think about it anymore. I, I want to do it. And, for, like, I haven't changed. Since the moment he called me and told me it was for sale, I haven't changed at all. So I bought it, um, tried to buy it in 2005, but the nasty divorce he was going through drug out for two years. Wow. So even though I didn't officially own it, I was been running it since 2005. 2007, I had it. Um, I was – I kind of had – full control so I could do whatever I wanted to with it. We always had a great product, 
but a horrible, horrible business plan. So, so let's, let's let's stop there with that sure. because it was one of our mutual mm-hmm. friends. I was talking with Jeremiah yeah. about it um, when we were up there doing our special on yeah. Henry County, and he was talking about. And I learned so much yeah. from from that that it was this great local institution. Yeah. But you say it had a horrible business plan. What do you mean by that? It was just it was a business plan that was dying. We were that that doesn't really exist, and there's still a lot of shops who are who still have this. But I think. I, I can only tell. I can only say what worked for us. It wasn't working for us. Where it was the old typical donut shop where you open at five a.m. in the morning and you make enough donuts until you sell out and right. you don't make any more. Right. And it was like it just wasn't working anymore. And we did a lot of wholesale. We delivered to gas stations. And between two thousand seven and two thousand nine, I got myself in a lot of debt by following that path. And two thousand nine, my wife got pregnant. And I thought, you know what? Um, well, first I thought, my bad, but no, I didn't think that. But um, she got she got pregnant. I thought, I don't I don't care what anybody thinks anymore because it was a family business. My dad had five brothers and sisters, so everybody had an input about something. Right. And I was listening to him and trying to cater to everybody. But when my wife got pregnant, I didn't care anymore. Like it was just something in me. Like the band aid had been ripped off. Right. So I called and severed relationships with wholesale people that we had done business with for years. I called them all, told them we weren't going to do it. So many places we've been in business for 40 years with. Yeah. And, of course, you can imagine a family business, everybody's like, what is Lee doing? He's an idiot. And I would <laughs> tell them all, you guys don't see the numbers. You don't see what I see. So that was very, very stressful and very scary. And um, we quit closing at 11. thought we're paying, we're paying to be here 24 hours a day in this building. We're going to stay open and make money every hour we possibly can. So we started staying up until midnight and we were making donuts all day long. And we went from being in the red to the black instantly. That's amazing. I mean, it took time to build up to get it where the black got even better and better and better, but we stuck with it. And about 2011, it was like, wow, we're, we're really onto something. I mean, we're, we're really, really onto something. And maybe we can help other people maybe achieve their American dream of owning their own business. Maybe, maybe we have something here. And I knew nothing about franchising. So it's not like, it's not like I, I, for some reason, knew how to franchise. Right. I knew absolutely nothing about it. So what I did was I called some people I knew that were in business in Newcastle, and I said, do you know anybody that's ever done a franchise? And they're like, well, yeah, so-and-so here in town owns the Subway, and so-and-so here in town. So that's, that's interesting. Again, our guest is Lee Markham. He's the CEO of Jack's Donuts. We're talking about starting and growing a mm-hmm. small business. Well, this is interesting to me. You, you actually sought out a becoming a franchise yeah. franchiser because a lot of times like somebody will contact the owner of the business themselves yeah. and say you should do this so you actually were aggressive on that yeah yeah and um so we so we started doing that and um just started reaching out to everybody like how does this work i knew nothing about it. nothing how does the company make money how legally does this work nothing and so i reached out to a lot of people they gave me a lot of great literature and i just poured over it and it just so happened that a friend of a friend knew uh, an attorney that worked at a law office. It's always good to know an attorney. Yeah, right? A friend of a friend <laughs> who knew an attorney who worked at a law office, and he had never dealt in franchises, but he just remembered a conversation talking about how somebody else in his law office helped them, helped, uh, I don't even remember who it was. It was like a national chain right. uh, move their way into Indy. And I was like, well, do you think he would meet with me? And I mean, I had no, and I had, Keep in mind, even though the the our shop was in the black and doing well, I was still paying off debt right. from what I had built myself in. So I had no money to do anything. Right. And I remember calling this guy and being like, hey, I don't have the cash to meet with you. And he was like, 
why don't you just take me out for a beer and we'll just call it even. And I was like, fair enough. I can, I can do that. So, uh, so we did. And, um, we talked and, uh, and he basically told me his fee and I think it was something like, it's like five grand to help me write all the legal stuff for it. And he gave me some stuff. And I was like, I told him, I don't have five grand. And he said, well, can, he said, well, a lot of people don't have five grand just laying around. They can pay for an attorney. He goes, can you make me payments? And I was like, well, how much are you thinking? He's like, he said, what can you afford? And I want to say, I don't remember exactly, but it was something small, like 150 or 200 bucks. Right. So a week that I could pay him. Right. And he said, if you can just give me something, he goes, I don't even care if it's 50 bucks a week. He goes, I, he goes, I can just tell that you really care about what you're doing. And I kind of want to be a part of it. his name's Ryan Ray. And he's still an attorney here in town. So, and I'll say this as somebody who is a small business owner, there are times in your business career where 200 bucks a week is a huge yes, deal. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it, and it was, and Ryan, uh, was super nice. And I remember it was, it was like a January morning. He and I sat down in his law office. It's on the South side of Indy. And I just remember it was freezing out and there was nobody else in the office. It was he and I, and we sat in there for about six hours and put this thing together. And he guided me the whole way through it. And so I thought, all right, well, we've got the legal stuff. Let's figure out a way to make money off of it. Let me ask you this real quick, because Mm -hmm. we did the tour, the program, the tour of Henry Henry County. Mm -hmm. And when we talked to Corey Murphy with the economic development uh, group over there, you know, he talked about rebuilding Newcastle. It went through so much when Chrysler shut down. Was this a a factor for you saying, I'm trying to franchise a business in an area that at, at least at that time was seriously economically depressed? Well, and that's that's why our shop was floundering because we relied on Chrysler. We're right down the road from Chrysler. Right. So that's, I mean, my grandpa back in the 60s and 70s, I mean, he made over $100,000 a year. That's like $250,000 right. a year now. Making from, donuts. Yes, making donuts in about a 1,200-square-foot bakery. Yeah. So that's that's pretty impressive, and that was part of it as well. And, and it helped me out because... I was able to go to anybody who was interested in investing in our company and saying, hey, guess what? Our our town is falling apart around us, and our business is getting busier. Right Now, the town's coming back, which is even better for us, because we I didn't want to say that forever, that our town's falling apart around us, because <laughs> eventually, no matter how good our business is doing, it's going to affect us. Right. And the, the town's being built back up around it now, and they're, we're picking up the pieces. But that made it easy for me to be able to say, if I can do this in Newcastle, where Chrysler is the main employer here, and we can survive this and get better than you can do it in an area like Fishers. And that's where our first franchise opened in 2013. Okay, so take us through the, this franchising, because it's mm-hmm. fascinating to yeah. me. And there's a lot of people who hear this that go, I hear about these things. I have no yeah. idea how they work. How did you find the first person? How does it work? Well, it was so funny because we had a website that I think I paid like 500 bucks to get done uh, that and I just put it online. And again, I want to emphasize this to people. People may hear these numbers and go, ah, that's not that much. When you're when you're a business owner with a young child yeah. and a wife that's probably yeah. a little nervous, yeah. 500 bucks is a big deal. It is. It is. And uh, you, you, you get, you're hitting the nail on the head exactly because these numbers, obviously, we're doing better now. And these numbers now are not, not a big deal. But at the time, it was huge. And somebody in their early 20s, 500 bucks is a big, yeah. big, big deal, especially yeah. when you're in a business that is just getting out of debt. No, so, no I'm, not, I'm not trying to label your age, but how old were you at this time, like in 2011, thereabout? Uh, late 20s. Yeah. Late 20s. And uh, it, But also, I can't emphasize enough of the family pressure yeah. that that comes with that when you're in a family business. So, But we what we did was we just put it online. And um, 
one person called the very first call it was a woman by the name of angie downs who um angie bone now and she called me uh and said hey can we meet i just want to get some info about this and we met and we sat down and um i believed in what we did and she was looking in fishers and i'm sure you can imagine Fishers, there's a lot more money to spend in Fishers yeah. than there is in yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, there's, there, there's a little more traffic yes, out there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of everything is on a whole other level. And we set, uh, we met at Houlihan's in Hamilton Town Center. Mm-hmm. We sat down, we had dinner, and we talked about it, her and her husband at the time, and she was just like, I, I want to be a part of this. And I was like, well, what do you do? And she told me she worked at Lilly. And I was like, you want to you wanna leave Lilly to, to, to do this? Because <laughs> even though it's worked in Newcastle, I have no proof it's going to work in Fishers. Right. And she was like, no. Nah. And she told me, and I'm not going to say what her salary was, but it was pretty good. Yeah. And it made me nervous. She was doing better than you. She was doing better than I was. Yeah. And I uh, was extremely nervous, but she believed in it. And the first year was tough. I mean, it was really, really hard. There were some times where we would meet together and we would game plan and like, is this going to work? Is And something about the year 2014, halfway through it, her business just exploded in a great way. That's awesome. And it was like Jack's had arrived. And in that time, we opened one in Greenfield in September of 2016. And it was kind of the same way, kind of slow getting going. And then about a year into, year into it, just really took off. And then we opened one in Carmel in 2014. Didn't open any in 2015. Um, kind of throughout that time in 2015, going back to the other franchisees and spending time and saying, all right, what worked? What didn't work? Yeah. What as corporate which it, I still like feel like an idiot when I call myself because you corporate. don't look like a yeah I don't I've got a you can't say I got a flannel on and a t-shirt and I do own a suit but <laughs> I wear them I wear them so little that every time I wear them I have to alter them is that is that a thing too it's becoming of our generation because we're we're pretty close in age yeah. um, you see a guy like Zuckerberg who doesn't yeah. do that people are more ex- starting to expect and accept. That a guy that is a CEO of a company might look like you. Well, and I tell you, it's so funny. I think it, a lot of it just depends. Because I mean, I have suits that I wear where I might be meeting with an investor or a banker or something like that, where I need to I need a suit for that. But I think it all really boils down to is just being yourself. Yeah. And I think that's why a guy like Mark Zuckerberg or any CEOs that are our age, that's why they're successful is because they're they're their cells. They'll pay people to have to wear a suit every day. Again, our guest is Lee Markham. He's the CEO of Jack's Donuts. We're talking a little bit about growing a business in, in Indiana and uh, his business doing doing very well. I don't want to give you have you give too many details of your business because uh, obviously you got trade secrets yeah. and things like that. But how does it work? Do they pay you a fee? Do they pay you a monthly fee? Is it a one-time fee? Somebody is hearing this going, franchising sounds interesting. How yeah. does it work? And well, are you like other people? Well, what's funny is, uh, you know, that I didn't know any of that. I didn't know how any of that worked before we got into this. And um, I uh, had realized that, and it just kind of happened by accident because I thought, all right, there's a way we have to figure out how to make money on this because every company is different. Right. Some stores charge royalties. Um, some uh, some companies make you buy every single thing you need for your store from their corporation, like McDonald's does that. Mm-hmm. And McDonald's has earned that. You can't sit here and say that McDonald's does not have a good business plan. Right, McDonald's sure. knows what they're doing. The sponsor so, of our podcast, all McDonald's. All right, there you go. So, but it's, um, but that's, you know, I didn't even know that. So that was <laughs> that worked out well. But I remember thinking, all right, how are we going to make money on this as a company? Because whether you do or don't like it, to admit it, you have to make money because you got to spend money to make money. Right. And so we we had to sit back, we had to figure out how to do it. And just by accident, one day I had received an invoice uh, for a competitor of ours, and I saw an ingredient that they were buying. And theirs was more than ours. 
or no, no, it was an ingredient that we make in house, mm-hmm. and they bought it from our distributor, and the markup on it, I was just like, "Are you? They pay that much for this? We just make this on our own, right?" And I said, "Is this common?" And they're like, "Yeah, you guys are like 95 percent of our ninety five percent of our uh, of our clients buy that. You guys are one of the very few that make this your own." So we were like, well, that's kind of interesting. And so we sat back and ran the numbers, and we thought, if there was a way that we could do this on a production scale to where we could knock it out, boom, 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 we could resell this to the franchisees. And plus, it is a, tr- a trade secret. It's our, our it's our icing. Sure. And that's a trade secret. So we thought we could do this here, and we could sell it to the stores where they'd still be getting it cheaper than if they were getting it from a distributor. Yeah. They're still getting it cheaper from us, and the company is then able to make money to grow. Right. And it, and it really just worked out by chance by me getting it, because I, I never knew that icings were that much. I just got that invoice by chance one day. It, it, this is what's interesting to me about your businesses, the franchisees, and mm-hmm. people hearing this. You know, a lot of times people will become franchisees. You mentioned some of the bigger chains that do this, and it doesn't work because of the overhead that they have to get started. Yes. It's a massive cash yeah. outlay. Um, how, what is the vetting... And, and a lot of these corporations, they care, but they don't care because they're going to get their money. Yep. You mm-hmm. know, What is your vetting process like for somebody? Because as a small business growing, I assume you're very invested in that person succeeding. Well, we are. And I'll tell you, we're still small enough now where every person that is interested, I go meet with them first thing one-on-one. And you I, dress I, like this, probably. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, usually <laughs> I dress a little bit nicer than that. Um, but um, I go and when I meet these people. I mean, I've had meetings where I've been with people where they have literally brought their checkbook and said they wanted to do it. <laughs> and I have turned three people away in that situation because I thought this is just something that if they if it doesn't work out for them, uh, it's not really anything. Now, that's really interesting because as a small business owner, I will mm-hmm. tell you, anytime someone has offered to give me a check, yeah. I've said, thank you very yeah, much. Exactly. And, and, and it's been tough. But, I, you know, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So what I'll do is we're still at the point now as we grow – we're 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 building guidelines of certain things you have to have but then the the you know in the initial when we started this initially it was a matter of sitting down with these people and saying all right why do you want to do this and talking to them and and really feeling them out and just going by with a gut feeling of whether we think these people really are going to care and are they going to be a part of the business and it's you know knock on wood it's worked out so far again our guest is lee markham he's the ceo of jack's donuts now you're becoming a bit of a celebrity you uh, mentioned you're, you're doing some tv you've done this show i mean the president of the united states has done this show yeah, so you're, all right well i'm in good company you know then, you're, okay. you're very, the, the vice president so right. you're in good company but you're doing television is it weird that like people like me are contacting you going hey your story's really interesting come come tell it's, it you know I, I i i say this all the time i've never signed up to be colonel sanders like that <laughs> That never, ever, ever happened. And a lot of that, I have to thank the people at Indie Style for that because uh, the producer on there, Gene, Now you got to go with Tracy Tracy. Yeah, uh, Tracy Forner. Forner, yeah. yeah. He I, lives right up the road here. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah, I told him I was coming this way. And uh, I said I'm going to be in your neck of the woods. But Janine, the producer on there, was kind of really the ever the first one to come in and say, hey, it's a lot more personal when you come on and talk about it because people see a face with it. And I and I a culture that we try and set up is for every one of our franchisees to be involved in the community. And I, I never ever wanted to be the face of the company. That right. was never my intention. My intention was for everybody to feel like the Jack Stonuts where they were was the only Jack Stonuts that existed. Yeah. But it doesn't work that way sometimes, and you have to roll with the punches. So she asked me to come on, and we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And 
I don't get stage fright. I don't, you know, and so if people like you call me, and I mean, I've done a lot of really great shows and got to meet a lot of really successful and interesting people in the city because of the donut shop. And it's just amazing. Like, it just cracks me up when people like you or anybody calls me and says, do you want to come in and talk about your story? Because I think it's, and I think that what's unique about my story is, I mean, I have barely graduated from high school. It's not because I'm dumb. It's because I just didn't care. Col- uh, school was not for me. And I went to college basically because my mom it, just, just killed it, me about it. It's so fascinating to hear yeah. that story because same thing. Yeah. Same same thing. I barely got through high school. Yeah. Went to college because I didn't want uh, people that I felt were uh, not as intelligent as yeah. me were getting degrees. And that made me angry. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and I, I had that too. And, uh, and, that, uh, and my wife is actually a teacher. And one of the big issues that she has with the education system and the way it's moving with testing and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and it makes me, it makes me feel really, really good when she comes and, and she like, I'm somebody that she always brings up because she always says, look at Lee, you know, <laughs> Lee is forcing this thing to happen. Right. And if he grew up now and the school system that's set up now, he might not have even graduated. Right. And you, you're, you're letting people that, really could do something fall through the cracks yeah and i just i just really as you get older and you know what i mean you just don't care what people yeah. think you just don't and i'm in meetings all the time with really successful people who are like where did you go lee i'm like newcastle chrysler high school that's where i went and and i have no problem with that it's fascinating i love really successful people and that's one of the reasons i was such a big mm-hmm. trump fan yeah. was that he's a really successful person mm-hmm. and i love hearing people's success stories would you say that you're and i ask this to a lot of successful people because it's so fascinating to get their their take on it would you say your success was because of you or in spite of you oh man that's be- a great question because um, your donut shop, this is a fascinating story to me because your donut shop was doing very well mm-hmm. It was doing great under your grandfather. Mm-hmm. It had some struggles under your father. Yeah. You get it. It almost collapses. Uh-huh. And then you, now it's this amazing franchise. And yeah. our, you couldn't go from being that bad to that good. So what's the what's the reasoning behind maybe, it? Maybe I'm just too dumb to be able to analyze <laughs> risks or to... Because that's, that's the thing. A lot of people think that somehow like a fairy came to me in the middle of the night and told me, <laughs> this is how you do franchising, which is not... That didn't even come close to happening. I just... I think a lot of people that are really, really not 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 all people. I mean, you know, we need doctors, we need lawyers, we need people to go to yeah. college. Um, but I, you and I are the exception of people who we're not going to be doctors or lawyers. I'm not, at least, and uh, so we need people like us as well, and who are really aren't afraid of anything. I mean, I, I'm not afraid of anything. I, I'll go meet with anybody. I, I can I can find a common ground with just about anybody to discuss something. You're a young guy. When you're in the room, I, I imagine with a lot of older people, mm-hmm. CEO yeah. types, do they try to like stare you down? Do they try to give you the sun? You know, yep. you're, you're uh... yep. I um, you know, do you know Josh Springer is from yep. Bottoms Up Brewery? Mm-hmm. Josh yeah. Josh is somebody that um, he and I we we talk we talk from time to time, and he's somebody that I kind of. You know, I hope that he can kind of look at me a little bit of inspiration because I do that with him. Mm-hmm. And he just told me he got to the point where he just did not care what people thought. And I've kind of reached that point as well where I don't really get in meetings anymore and think I don't belong. I think that if anything, and it's not because I'm arrogant, it's just my approach of do they deserve to be in the room with me? And it's not that I'm a jerk or think that oh, I'm you're very nice. Than, well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> I, I just try. and But that's the approach that I take because I, I just don't care anymore. I just don't care because... I've gotten to the point where I am now. 
for not caring and kicking open doors that I probably that I've been told my whole life I should I'm not worthy to kick open. Now, uh, as we wind down here, I I gave you a request when you showed up mm-hmm. from somebody that said uh, they need this type of donut. Yep. How many people like you're out and they know who you are and they're like, well, why don't you have this every single day, four or five times? And I love it. I love it. I don't get mad. I love it when I go in somewhere like I'm in Brownsburg right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I come to Brownsburg twice a year, okay? <laughs> and I love it if I stop at the gas station and somebody's like, you're the Jack's Donuts guy, right? And I'm like, yeah. And they say, you need to make this donut. I absolutely love it because when if that means we're getting them thinking about Jack's Donuts, yeah. and that's awesome. So yeah. I, I, can, I, I love it. Is your dad proud of what the store's become? He's probably, he's probably my biggest cheerleader. He and my wife are. My, my wife is – my wife was – I, I – my wife was there when it was bad. I mean, yeah. there were times where we had bill collectors calling the house, you know, like eight, nine years ago, and she stuck it out. I mean, she really, really did. So she. Because if she hadn't, we'd end up in Broad Ripple drinking beer that's together. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So <laughs> she's kind of, I, I refer to her as my ride or die. I mean, she's really <laughs> stuck with me. Um, my dad, he's really proud of me, but he always, you know, he knows that. Uh, he, my parents, I had great parents. I had a great dad, I had a great mother, and I had a great stepdad. And because of them, I'm able to succeed. That's why I just really don't care what people think. Uh, I ask that because a lot of times parents who sell businesses to, mm-hmm. ch- to children yeah. are defensive of the business, mm-hmm. protecting what the business yeah. was. Is he glad that it's expanded? He, I will tell you, in the early days when I started making the changes, while he wasn't as loud as what other people were being against what I was doing, he was just like, I just hope you've thought this through. And I, and, I, and I remember one time I told him very passionately, I said, we're going to be out of business in six months from now if we keep doing this. I said, so there's nothing. I said, what other option do I have? I said, we're going to fail. We might as well fail. If we're going to fail, we might as well try something before we fail. And ever since that time, he's really just been like, I just sit back and trust Lee what he does. I, I ask that because I'm a big professional wrestling fan. Okay, all right. And uh, Vince McMahon, right. who owns World Wrestling oh, yeah. Entertainment, I watched bought wrestling. The, yeah, when bought, I was a kid, bought yeah. the business from his father. Yep. It was a local business. Yep. And his father often said, you know, if I'd have known he was going to expand this thing and make it a giant, I never would have sold it yep. to him because that wasn't his vision of what the business should sure. be. So I'm just curious whether your dad was was on board. My dad is more interested in me doing everything I can to give a good life to my family. That's what he cares because that's what it is. What we do every single day in our franchisees, we do it for our families. We're a family company. We're family stores. And family is, you know, it's always, it's always, you know, faith and family are right there hand in hand and every at least in everything personally that I do. And I know with our franchisees, it's all you do everything you can for the family. Lee, you've been fabulous. This is such a great uh, a great story. It's great to see Hoosier businesses doing well. It's great to see young people doing well. So thanks for what you're doing, and thanks for sharing your story no, with Rob, us. No, Rob, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Hey, don't forget, if you missed any part of our conversation today, you can check out a podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Just search Central Indiana Today, our podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. 
This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.